0: and welcome to Wrestling and Everything Coast to Coast with your host Buddy Sotelo Esquire and Evan Ginsberg. Why don't you introduce your guest tonight and I'll introduce my very special guest tonight.
1: I think your guest has frozen already. Uh oh. The screen is frozen.
0: Uh-oh. Why don't we start the no, show? Oh, there, there he is. Starting he's in. Again. He's, he's back. He's back. So, so please introduce our first guest and I'll introduce my special guest. Okay. My guest is noted
1: referee. We had him on about a year ago when he was suffering mightily from COVID, but he's back on his feet, and we're happy to have him, and we'll get an update on all of that. Noted referee, Alfred Passard Jr. How are you, Alfred?
2: Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, Thank you guys for having me back on a year later. Pleasure to be here. Great pleasure. There you go. And you sound much healthier,
1: and you look much healthier. (laughs) That was a rough stretch you went through. T- tell the listeners before we bring on Owen.
2: Uh, it, it was. A, it's a long battle. Uh, the battle is still not over uh, because, you know, uh, COVID is a uh, very, very unforgiving uh, virus. So still got some uh, residual effects that uh, have halted my referee career, but uh, compared to where I was last year, I'm uh, doing much, much better.
0: Okay.
2: That's okay. good to hear. And my guest this evening...
0: Is someone that I have absolutely, there's nobody that's known me longer or better than this gentleman across the, the, the video aisle from me. And that is my brother, whose uh, stage name was Warren Michaels as announcer for uh, Pro Wrestling Iron, but also the Bob's Muda to my uh, 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 Andy Kaufman. Uh, my brother Owen Jackman. It's great to to have you on the show. He's been a huge fan of the show. At last minute cancellation, it was great to bring him on the show tonight. And he certainly has plenty of opinions about professional wrestling and the state of wrestling as it is today. And we we spent a lot of time. Uh, I just wanted to, to to say that like for many years, my brother lived with a guy who absolutely hated professional wrestling. Yeah. So what part. I would do is I would record. All the best wrestling matches from from uh, Monday Night Raw, from Global when it was on, you know, uh, ESPN in the afternoon, uh, World Class, uh, 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 WCW, and when it was back in the NWA territories or Mid South, I record all the best matches, and we would have, you know, like a six-hour videotape, and he would come over and visit, and we'd have just a wrestle fun. We mm-hmm. would just sit there and watch like six solid hours of all the best matches on a row, no commercials. It was really what you know got us to to love wrestling so much, and and it was great time to 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 really do that. And also, I have to say, my brother was the, had the foresight to buy tickets to WrestleMania two for what fifteen bucks a piece.
3: Yeah, fifteen
0: dollars. fifteen dollars. We went to see it over at the L.A. Sports Arena. And we got to see the Hulk Hogan versus uh, King Kong Bundy Blue Steel Cage match.
3: So yeah, uh, it's a it's a you know I am a longtime fan. I, I before we got on, I I have caught every single podcast and, and enjoyed them greatly. And it's a real uh, honor and a privilege to uh, get to be on this uh, podcast. So
1: oh, thank I'm you. Real awesome. So so you guys. Our uh, real brothers. It's not like Jimmy, Johnny, and Jerry Valiant. Yes.
0: Or Oli and Arn Anderson. That's right. Yes. Um, we're very,
3: we're very, very similar to um, you know one of your one of your guests, um, uh, Randy Poffo, Lanny Poffo, and uh, Rick Savage during our entire time in A in uh, APW PWI pro wrestling iron wrestling for charity we never ever ever let people know we were related we, we 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 wanted to make we never told people we were brothers and uh that's something and it never got out and you know that was something yeah that's great that's the beauty of pro wrestling is that you have people that are related that don't say they're related and then people who are not brothers who pretend to be brothers that's you know the beauty of pro wrestling well,
1: the resemblance <laughs> is there and um, they don't make heads like that anymore so i'm convinced you brothers
0: yes. yeah. well i got stuck with the glasses so
1: so I- alfred um this is this is really important actually if anybody knows about covid unfortunately it's you 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 are hooked up to a ventilator i mean how safe do you think it is you know working a indie wrestling show being in a dressing room with a lot of people, some who may not be vaccinated yet. Um, what what's your take on all of that?
2: Uh I have a mixed feelings on that, Evan, uh for several reasons. Uh number one, uh I I feel that you know, if you are vaccinated, even though you're not clear out of the woods, you're you're a little bit more safer than somebody who would be unvaccinated. So If you're in a dressing room and let's say it's five guys in a corner and all five of those guys are vaccinated, okay. But when you start to mix and then you don't know where guys in the dressing room have been in their personal lives or you don't know who they live with and where those people have been, uh, that's when you start to get nervous. Um, I personally have started to do commentary since, uh, you know, the in-ring stuff is is pretty hard. And even being at the commentary desk, being at the show, period, part of me is like, you know, okay, you know, pandemic seems to – you know, be easing up. I feel fine. And then the other part of me is like, all right, this guy just came up to me and shook my hand. Where's the, where's the hand sanitizer, you know? So I feel like, I feel like it's 50 50, but, uh, if you ever look on my Facebook, when I've posted my photos or videos of me doing commentary, I'm the only, I'm the, I'm, I'm the guy that's still masked, masked up. So even though I'm uh, fully vaccinated, I'm still taking all the regular precautions. Probably, uh, it's a funny thing. I, uh, Having a conversation with Brother Greatness, and Brother Greatness was like, "You should make that a gimmick since 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 you're commentating with a mask on." Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? You you're right. I should make that a gimmick and run with it." I,
1: I um I was out with a bunch of wrestlers the other week, and we had a great time. Uh, we were we were just cutting promos. It wasn't um it wasn't an actual show, and uh, and one of them, you know, just casually says to me that they weren't vaccinated. So part of me's like, okay, well, it's more dangerous to them than it is to me, because I took the two Moderna shots, you know, two
0: or three months ago. And but at the same time And it kicked your ass too. That you you didn't have a fun time with it, but you still did it. You know, I was impressed. Yeah my
1: my wife had COVID, I had COVID. I, I, I wasn't hospitalized like Alfred, but you know, it was no, it wasn't a wonderful week or two. <laughs> I'll never forget, I'm sitting on the couch and part of my brain is going, I got to pee. And the other part of my brain is going, I'm too tired to get off the couch. So, so it's like a 15 minute battle of wills till I finally hit the bathroom. But I can't complain because Alfred went to hell and back. But my point is that You know, I enjoy working indie wrestling shows, whatever the, in whatever capacity, working a gimmick table, doing heel managing, whatever it may be. But
2: um, I'm still a little leery because some of the people there have not been vaccinated. And then to also bring up to your point, Evan, you see some of these guys in the dressing room, and some of them, you know, they say they're not vaccinated, and they're just walking around like like things are normal, you know. yeah, and I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna participate in these type of events, this is where you need to be the most the most sanitary, the most cleanly, uh, you know. And and again, with with with, with the whole COVID uh, ordeal, you not only have to look out for for others, you got to look out for yourself too.
1: Well, that's the irony of it because Moderna is 94.5 percent effective, so odds are odd statistical uh you know you're not going to get sick they're going to get sick so you know it's it, really it's,
0: it's really on them it does mystify me that people are like okay i don't want to take the vaccine because you know i i don't know what's going in my body i don't i don't want to you know uh, uh subject my body to something i'm not sure of oh but will i participate in this uh, uh fluorescent light bulb smashing, yeah. barbed wire, <laughs> yes. uh, 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 you know, blood-stained mat that hasn't been washed in like six months. Yeah, I'll get in the ring there, but don't give me a mm-hmm. shot because that could hurt yeah. me. You know, yeah, really. You yeah, you know, they, fire, but don't. But please, don't give me a shot.
3: You know what? What I what I think about COVID is, you know, what they don't know about COVID could fill a book. And I have another very close friend of mine who's like like him is a, a, a long hauler, and you know they and they keep finding out things that you know since it's you know doing with your circulation and your breathing that there are so many other things that they're now finding out you know it affects your cognitive ability, breathing, circulation. Um, my friend um, she lives in Madrid, and she says sometimes when she tries to walk a city block she feels like she has 100 pound weights on her legs. I mean, it's it, it's no joke. And um, you know, I'm an educator so I I had to get vaccinated, but it yeah, it amazes me that in a sport where there is so much contact and so much interaction that, you know, wrestlers for the good of themselves
1: and everybody else that they interact with, you know, don't get themselves vaccinated. No joke. I, I had a half dozen friends die from it in a year and a half.
2: Half dozen. And, Plus, you got it. So it, it, it's no fun. And and to, like, go, and to go off Buddy's point, um, the most fascinating thing people say, they don't want to take it. But I've seen guys at shows eat the worst uh, pre-show meals yes. full of junk. I've seen guys smoke cartons of cigarettes before, during, and after a show. So they pump their bodies with all this... Stuff that's not good for you, but they won't they won't take a shot. And the worst part is, like like you said, you're willing to go bump around in a ring. Wrestling is not like a sport like basketball or, or baseball where you're on your feet all the time and you never touch the ground. Some guys, they go to the bathroom in their wrestling boots and then go in the ring, step mm-hmm. outside, have a smoke. You don't know what you're stepping in. And then, you know, you go and bump around in that what's come off your shoes. So the wrestling ring is one of the most <laughs> filthiest places you can... You'd I've never, never seen into. a
0: ring canvas be washed. I've never seen one be washed in all the years that I've I've been involved in wrestling. I've never seen someone. I, I don't know how you actually even go about washing it and cleaning it off because it's not the kind of thing that you can take to the laundromat or no. you know so you can't even you can't hang it over a clothesline or anything like that. It's it's just pretty much after you wrestle, it's just rolled up into a big ball. You know, it's a big. Uh, a roll and stuffed into the the ring truck and maybe you know the 110 degree temperature inside the ring truck kills everything but i you know i wouldn't i wouldn't trust it to to, to do all that stuff yeah no wrestling is and then you know let alone the locker rooms too you know those places mm-hmm. sometimes have to be you, you might as well just take an entire like uh orkin van and blow it up inside mm-hmm. the uh to, to try to fumigate that place, it's, it, some, some of them are pretty awful.
1: There's been no shortage of staff infections from rings in wrestling. That's not a secret. It's, um, yeah, so, yeah, I have very mixed emotions. I mean, I love wrestling. I love being around it. I love going to the indie shows and supporting it. But part of me is like, you know, it's it's risky. Even driving in cars with a car full of guys who, met, some of whom may not be vaccinated, so uh, I'm basically just picking my spots. There's a big uh, old school wrestling convention in Hamburg, July 24th. I'm going to work that um, uh, Legends of Hamburg. All the guys who did the old tapings, WWF used to tape out of there, and uh, Bob Orton Jr. is going to be there. You know, a ton of old school guys who work that building. So that'll be fun. Um, you know, but I'm
0: not going to be in a dressing room with 40 people. I think know. people genuinely m- miss the fun of indie wrestling. I think after being subjected to so much of the wall of televisions by, you know, the WWE, which I think when we look back on it 20 or 30 years from now, we're going to say, what the hell was that all about? You it's know It's like an evil beehive. Yeah, it just, it, it's just, it's so... 1984 George Orwellian type thing that, you know out of some sort of weird science fiction thing we have you know a, a wall of television sets that are watching you instead of instead of you watching the TV it's it's all it's all very you know bizarre Truman show type thing so i think that there's a big uh, a swell of people that have been waiting to see independent wrestling again and i hope it, it, it really you know, revitalizes things. because so A lot of the indie feds have taken a big hit over the last year or so.
1: WWE has actually sent me emails to invite me to be part of that. What do you call that thing again? Thunderdome. Uh,
0: the Thunderdome.
1: Thunderdome. So my fantasy is to go on the Thunderdome and do like performance art, where like like I start to like fall asleep and I do yeah. like exaggerated. Oh, hold up signs, boring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How about this?
1: Can you imagine? Uh, the,
0: when the Miz
2: is up there, yeah.
0: Yeah, the
1: Miz. There you go.
2: <laughs> I actually participated in a Thunderdome once and I did it and said never again.
1: What was that like? Yeah, yeah.
2: What was all of that all the, about? The experience is weird because the camera angles, it doesn't feel like I'm there live watching it. So, pretty much what it is, you watch the show on whatever mobile device that you have phone, laptop, tablet. And then uh, you hear a producer uh, talk to you throughout the process. So they'll tell you who to cheer for, who to boo. Um, during a commercial break, they'll they'll cue you in and be like, all right, guys, get ready to cheer. We're coming back in three, two, one. So and then if you don't follow the producer's directions, they boot you off the uh, off the Thunderdome.
4: Wow, so, wow. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, for example, the night that I was on there, Bobby Lashley was about to make an entrance. So the producer's like, all right, guys, we need big boos for Bobby Lashley. And then as he's coming down the ramp, he's like, "All right, guys, tone, uh, ramp it up. We need more booze." And I'm just like, "Now you're telling the people who to cheer for, and if they don't go with it, like, what if I like Bobby Lashley? Then, <laughs> yeah. then, then, then I'm off the, yeah. I'm off the Thunderdome. And also they police everybody. So like, if you're wearing, um, like if you're wearing a shirt and they can see that it's from like another wrestling organization, so like an indie or or AEW, they'll ask you to change the shirt or or." Uh, Or or they'll boot you off. So, yeah.
0: Speaking of of booted off, I wanted to know both of your guys' opinions on the Kenneth Mobley situation. And I don't know if you're familiar enough with it, but that's the the lady who was fired after uh, being interviewed uh, about her new position as a writer for the WWE. And she called Bobby Lashley, Bobby Ashley. Mm. What do you think, Owen?
3: I mean, I think it just shows—I don't know how awful and just the the kind of the low of the WWE that you're you're telling me you can't find anybody with wrestling with some kind of wrestling experience. They don't want some knowledge of the sport. I mean, it's just you know, it's 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 an insult. I mean, there there has to be people out there that understand and you know have some. Kind of knowledge. I mean, the writing on WWE just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And you know, I've been watching, you know, with my brother, um, you know, since the days of big time wrestling. The first wrestlers I ever got into were uh, uh, Pat Patterson and High Chief Peter Maivia. Oh, and I do want to make this comment: um, if Stacy Lelua, the guy that the lady that plays the Rock's mom, doesn't win a Grammy. I don't know why they even have Grammy Emmy, Awards. Emmy, Emmy, so Emmy. I just wanted to throw that, or Emmy. I'm sorry, Emmy Award, not Grammy. But if she doesn't win an Emmy, Emmy, Emmy
4: Award, they shouldn't have She's awards singer, she, is, she, she, she steals be. the show. I want to really apologize to all you guys. It's been so hot here. Like Russ was like sweating the last two weeks. I took a nap and just woke up. It's, it's so friggin' mm-hmm. hot. Uh, let me add something, because I just wrote about this. Uh, and, and who's our guest that's talking about the uh, Bay Area wrestling, the Roy Shia era? which oh, and right, That's
0: my big. brother. You know,
4: big time wrestling. Fight. It's where I we was Photographer via his publicist, Davey Rosenberg. But when I watch the show, I love the show, but there's a bullshit element. And I'm not sure why Dwayne might have rewrote that. But none of those wrestlers work for Liam Ivey as Polynesian pro. Mm. So I don't know anybody here went when she'd bring in, she must've had about four to five of the tours. Basically her same crew it was all Honolulu. nobodies. you know, farmer boy, Ipu, who no one ever heard of. And then occasionally Kevin Sullivan. So she brought the tours to San Jose, five of them, but it was like Kevin Sullivan. And once or twice he brought Brody, which was great. Mark Lewin was always there. Sheik once. And, you know, the, he wasn't on all the shows that she did directly in Oahu, but None of those WWF guys appeared on the shows. I don't even think Rocky Johnson, he might have appeared on one when he was in between gigs. But there was no Iron Sheik, Andre Piper, Sarge, none of that stuff. So I don't know. Poetic license. Yeah, but then they portray her as this, you know, great, wonderful grandma that we would all like, you know, in pro wrestling at least. But she wasn't that way at all. She stiffed so many of these wrestlers. If you call up uh, Debbie Combs or Candy Divine, they were stiffed on a couple of tours in Honolulu. They even worked four on one of these Polynesian pro shows around 89, again in San Jose. There were others that were stiffed. And, there, and on those shows, I should say, uh, at least the first two in San Jose, they brought in the New Japan. Some guys there like uh, Hamaguchi and I think Fujinami did one show. And it was the lesser of Inoki's guys. But none of those guys were on those cards. You know, it's like a joke. Randy Savage, I laughed at that, and I emailed Lanny Poffo right away. He goes, yeah, Randy never worked for her.
1: So Ever. What, we need, what we need now is for The Rock to, uh, you know, lay the candy ass down on Mike Lano and get us tons of publicity.
4: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the show. The show is fun. I hope he runs – you know, like say Biden croaks in office or something like that, and, and Kamala, I don't know. But it would be nice, hey, you know, at, at least the guys, if you have to have a celebrity president, at least the guy's got common sense. He loves people. You know, is a diametric opposite of Trump. So I'll leave it. At that. Before, I
0: don't want before to start. on, before of- Mike. I was letting Al uh, talk about what he thought of that uh, WWE writer that, that, that knew nothing about. Uh, the wwe that they just hired and
4: then fired i wanted they to get fired, after that, her yeah amongst all the talent it, it is good to see uh, uh what's her face back on the show she had fought for uh uh the cameo stuff and all of that last year and they let Zelina her Selena vega yeah it was cool to see her back on there so i don't know what that means because they just fired her husband who works as the character alistair black what two weeks ago three weeks ago but they bring her back. So does that mean he's coming back? So is all of this firing just a bullshit term for furloughing? You know, they—that's uh, what they've done with some of the 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 writers and some of the the PR guy behind the scenes because they want. Well, I don't sure.
0: think I don't think that lady that got fired by the WWE well, is getting is getting rehired anytime soon.
4: Well, that's the problem with the announcers. I've seen some of these uh, ads. I get all the trades, multi-channel news, cable, and. Uh, uh, video and, uh, and some of the other ones besides Hollywood Report and Variety. And you see these ads for announcers, you know, and they specifically say, you know, no wrestling experience needed. So why is it any surprise with the, the writers who normally, as Evan and I have bemoaned for 30 years, you know, they go to um, Freddie Prinze Jr. or people from soap operas, uh, folks that know the, the lead singer for Husker, do. Uh, these guys don't have, you know, rock band guys. They don't have, uh, you know, the experience, of, uh, you know, that uh, booking, writing, come on. So, yeah. I mean, Al, why, let me just... why do you think that the WWE does this? Because I... they, there it's, it's like, no, Mike, let's uh, let Al have a, a moment. To... <laughs> they want to control everything. You know, that's why Vince is in these, these, these announcers, their earpieces. They want to control every last aspect. Have you been around any of them. When I go to the press conferences and I have to interview Stephanie McMahon, I get her out of her comfort zone to where her people ask me to stop asking, why is there no more SmackDown your vote? I kept asking her pestering her that, uh, that WrestleMania press conference last year, right before COVID hit. It was like March 9th at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood where my Lakers play, my new Lakers. And um, uh, man, it was like getting under her skin with that, and, and her reply was, "Oh, well, it made people feel like uh, you know we're a global brand, and SmackDown your vote was like only for the U.S. And I go, well, no, it wasn't. You were encouraging people to vote uh, no matter where they were in the world—Canada, Mexico. Oh, oh, they didn't like that. So it, it is. Uh, you guys know. I mean, most people are miserable working there. And it's not the uh, environments, say, that Tony Khan has, where people and diversity are encouraged and different thought processes. And, you know, they don't always strike home runs, but they're at least trying and they're allowing their people to not be mental robots completely controlled by McMahon uh, Robotics, Inc. All
2: right. Um, what's now, your
4: take on this?
2: Yes, please. As far as the uh, the, the writer... Uh I find it mind-boggling that a wrestling company would hire somebody with no wrestling experience to to help write the show. That's just, that's like, that's like you want to, you want to, you want to produce a murder mystery, and you, and you hire a bunch of comedy guys, and not guys who have experience writing dramas. So yeah. it, it, it's, 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 it's weird to me, but Vince McMahon has always been the showbiz guy. If you ever, ever since he took it over from his father, everything has been on a grander stage. He won't, he, I, I always say that WWE is an entertainment-focused company that produces wrestling. That's how I've always looked at it. Because, you know, they've they over the years, they've made movies. They've made music albums. So they're not – like, even the word wrestling disgusts Vince McMahon. Yeah. He's even, he's even said it. He's even banned the, the word for a while. How so, many
4: words are banned in the lexicon of the announcers? You can't call a referee a referee. They're an official. You can't call a hospital – even a fake hospital, a hospital, it's a, it's men- a medical facility. Yep. All these I- inane things, but not acknowledging the refs by name is or, yeah, you know, I mean, they still have to use the word wrestling every once in a while. So it was refreshing, like somebody like CM Punk will do a pipe bomb and, you know, purposely say the word wrestler and wrestling, you know, several times, you know, oh, so how shocking. When all, every other single company, even Lowly Impact, you know they have no problem saying the word wrestling. Can I say something else? You want to, the, the most mind-boggling, stupid thing in all of wrestling doesn't come from WWE. It's Impact on the uh, before the Impact, the BTI show. You know Thursdays, it's like fourteen hours of Impact. They they have a fantastic four to five hour old pay-per-view when they actually produce good stuff with name. Workers, you know, it's, it's crazy that they do that because then you have to watch the two hour impact later on. You go, oh, Jesus, this sucks in comparison. But before the impact, they have some guy called George the or Iceman Intel. He gives no intel whatsoever. It, it, do you guys, are any guys watching this? I, I know most people have blown off impact, but you have to watch it. It's the stupidest thing I've seen in probably 30 years. So the guy has three minutes. He must be related to somebody. He's sitting in front of like a podcast, mic, And he goes, uh, oh, this happened, this happened to me. But I can't tell you what actually happened. I can't tell you who, when, or where. So he's telling you nothing. Every week they've had this guy on for like seven months. And there's no intel whatsoever. It's, it's. So laughably bad. Uh, you With know, this I, kind of
1: recommendation, maybe I'm better off not watching all of this.
4: Well, the pay-per-views are fantastic. And then they have after. So they have four to five hours of TNA's great TNA stuff, when it was really good, the AJ Styles stuff, et cetera. Then they'll have an hour before the impact, which is mostly just replays of what was on the two-hour impact the week before, you know, rerun clips. Then they have two hours of impact which it was actually a pretty good show this week and then they have another hour after that of like old stuff the best of johnny swinger which was hilarious um you know and then it goes on from there it's just um, who wants to spend that you know
0: it's just it's a it's a cry for programming and you know with cable and so many more i mean when you think back you know when raw was was tuesday night titans and you had you know, Superstars of Wrestling, and you had uh, Mid-South on, and that transformed into the NWA show that was on TVS, you really only had about six hours of wrestling per week that you could catch if you were lucky enough to have cable to catch all that. Now, as you pointed out, we have six hours in a day. Or when you have a WrestleMania, it's like a 12-hour affair, and now they stretch it over two days. So you can't, you know...
4: So they said Monday it's a three-hour program. It's the worst of the week is Raw, worst show of the week. It's Two set, bad now. Fantastic. Two hours of NXT. I could watch that show forever. Wednesday, fantastic. AEW. Thursdays is fine. It's a whole day of impact. Fridays is SmackDown. And I haven't even mentioned, you know, Ring of Honor and syndication, wherever you might be. You know, it could be on a Saturday night. Uh, there's CMLL Mexico stuff. There's the NWA uh billy corgan thing i haven't even mentioned that and then and that's,
0: has, hasn't uh taping on that been suspended i, no, I heard that. It's, that,
4: it's, that was... yeah it, it has its spurts back and forth but then how do they expect you if you're even going to watch all that junk to then watch any of the streaming sites from ring of honor to new japan to um the uh, Peacock network J-
0: the, the, the um, not all the the content what's on
4: the with the, the WWE streaming network where they've kind of stripped it. Well, it's not WWE network. At least that stuff had lots of old content, Florida, Charlotte, whatever. Now nobody can find it on the Peacock. You know, it's just all more current stuff. I don't give a shit about stuff from 96 on. I want to look at the seventies and eighties, probably like Evan does. And hopefully some of the rest of the, our listeners.
1: I want to see more Lee Wong.
4: <laughs> ben Ortiz. Paul <that laughs> Leewa, yeah, full Eddie so,
0: Chip. Pinky Lawson—that's what let's, I'm looking. Let, let's mm-hmm. talk, especially if we're going to talk about Dinky Lawson. Let's let's move on to uh, to to talk a little bit about the uh, career of Dell Wilkes, the Patriot. Now, my brother and I were big Global Wrestling fans. We, we, I think, we watched every episode of Global when it was on ESPN. And there's a whole lot of the Patriot and the Dark Patriot fighting each other, left oh, and right. Was, on, patriot?
4: Was, that the, was that Eddie Gilbert's brother? Doug yeah, Gilbert.
0: Doug Gilbert. Yeah,
4: yeah. was a dark yes. patriot. Yeah, He shot some of those tapings, and Evan and I talked, I, I knew Del. I, I thank God I never talked politics with him, and he was a to me, but I know he had major steroid problem. It's probably, I'm guessing, as a medical person, that's probably what caused the heart attack. It was what heart heart attack, was that? Actually, yeah. 59. 50 friggin 59. 59. That's close.
0: Yeah, same, I think the same age as Animal. I think mm-hmm. he's pretty much the same age as, as, as uh, Animal who we lost last year, you know. I forgot so, if you
4: bring that up. I just wanted to be.
0: You know, it, it, with wrestling, there are a lot of extreme personalities. It does tend to, you know, bring out people who are super intense in wrestling, but they're also super intense in everything else that they do. Have you kind of seen that yourself, Al, and, and some of the folks that you've worked with? That they, that they, it's hard for them to separate out what they're doing in wrestling versus everything else they're doing in life.
2: Uh, yeah, I I see it all the time. And matter of fact, um, some of these guys when like when the pandemic first happened and there was no wrestling for months, some of these guys didn't know what to do with themselves. Like wrestling was their life, like if you even knew their real name and, 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 approached them and called them by the greeted them by their real name, they wouldn't even respond to you. Cause I think some of them forget what their actual names are mm. outside of a gimmick.
0: Yeah, no, it's the kayfabe is sometimes a matter of comfort more than it is something that has to be maintained to, for, for the sake of, of wrestling. It's, you know, again, my well, brother and I any,
4: didn't like any... Is there any kayfabe currently because those guys in the locker room, all the locker rooms I've been around the U.S. and Canada of late, uh, or the last couple of years, obviously before the pandemic and stuff, they don't know Carney. None of those guys. So I, I don't really know if there's any kayfabe left. And, and you have, you know, even on the the classic Dennis Coraluso shows, they would be goofing off. And this is back in Jersey and Philly and you know playing around on the mic and now we have even jim ross uh using carney and, and nobody knows what he's talking about weed of course do uh, i think it's it's pretty much dead
3: but yeah uh, I, I, I to kind of add to what they're saying you know i russ and i we've had a chance to uh, meet a lot of wrestlers and there's some guys like the late virgil flynn you could not have had a nicer guy um just one of the most nicest genuine wonderful human beings and then there were people like luster legend who it wasn't a work that guy was crazy in the ring and he was crazy outside of the ring it, it's it's very interesting was
0: that his that real name he, i don't know what was his real name um buddy? it's uh david um god i'm trying to remember luster's i think it's david uh, luster
4: uh uh which is uh
0: thatcher right yeah oh timothy thatcher
3: great guy you know really nice guy outside of the ring Scott so was, it's, it's fascinating that some wrestlers are just wonderful great people and then some you know i say it, it's not a work they they're really like that and it's you know one of the fascinating things about pro wrestling
4: one of the nicest guys, too, in the business as a global star. Now, hes I don't think he's doing that much Ring of Honor, just New Japan, is Jeff Cobb. One of the nicest class good guys of today's. And also, uh, oh, gosh, the guy that's also in Ring of Honor, is it Jonathan? What's his name? He does the squid. He's got the squid nickname. Jonathan from- Gresham. Oh, man. No. Not no, only- no, no, One of the...
3: Another name to point out because he's—I think—hopefully yeah, he's still wrestling. But Christopher Daniels, also really really nice guy, um, outside of the ring, very cool dude. He's taking time
4: off. I don't know what the deal uh, um, is. Whether he's truly retiring and now you know allowing Frankie to do the the current Renegade character that he's doing, Frankie Kazarian. I I, I should email Daniels and see what he's doing. If he is retiring, it shouldn't be that hard to bring him on this show. He's just always telling me he's too busy when I've been asking, but if he ain't busy, I'm bringing him on.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, you know, um, uh, so what What do you think um, is right now, A, a uh, especially Alfred, I, I'm curious about what's going on on the East Coast, and do you feel that things are gearing up now to be more uh uh the more independent shows are getting ready to 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 kind of come out of the woodworks or a lot of places are still cautious
2: well um speaking of things i've noticed on the east coast and um a lot of shows have been running since last year a lot of they're what they're doing now they're doing a lot of outdoor shows um because you know with, with covid everybody everybody's belief is that you know It's less likely to spread if it is there. It's less likely to spread if it's uh, outdoor, the air is circulating better. It's a lot of outdoor shows, nothing really indoor. Um, There's one company, the company that I commentate for, Intense Wrestling Alliance. They're they're going back indoors, but limited capacity. They're not trying to pack the place out. But uh, mostly, since last year, everybody's been outdoor.
1: So, So, Alfred, they had a concert the other night at Madison Square Garden that was sold out you know, 20,000 people or whatnot, what is the logic where one building is sold out with 20,000 people, but uh, an indie wrestling promotion says we're only allowing in 50 people? I don't get it. You
4: were talking about, Evan, though, that they required everybody to show proof of vaccination. Why can't
1: they do the same at an indie wrestling show?
4: Well, because, you know, Marks, they're going to be stupid and they're going to lie and say they're vaccinated or they're going to have purchased. But they have
2: those little cards that prove it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll share a non-wrestling experience. And um, Evan knows because uh, he and I are, are good friends. Um, but I've been going to a lot of New York Mets baseball games this year. And uh, the way they do it, they stop you at the gate because uh, there's two sections to the stadium. They have half the stadium for those who are not vaccinated. And then the other half dedicated to those who are. So if you and there are uh, designated entrances. So if you go into entrance A, that's the vaccinated entrance. You go into entrance B, that's for everybody else. So if you try to go to entrance A, they'll stop you and they'll physically ask you for your for your proof of. They'll ask you for the little card. Once you're inside the stadium and try to sit down, they'll stop you again and ask you for the proof of the card. And if you can't produce the card, they don't let you in. Or if you somehow manage to get in and you, and you can't produce the card to sit in that section. They'll uh they'll tell you you can't you can't come by, so, I mean I don't I like 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 uh like Dr Lano said I don't think you can enforce that in a wrestling event because you know wrestling fans have been known to act in egregious ways from time to time so I don't but know you, how you could enforce can purchase, that in a wrestling event
4: yeah they can purchase those cards online that's the scary thing oh you know, really can, wow so that that's the thing that you know. me, And that's why a lot of us are not going to Cauliflower Alley, Vegas, being indoors for three days with marks from all over the place that you can't really account for. They're not uh, at all making it a prerequisite, you know, even if it was a pseudo prerequisite of, hey, you have to be vaccinated. You know, they're relying on, oh, well, the hotel in Vegas is fully open. Yeah. And people I know that live and work there are saying the the rates are, are skyrocketing, the new COVID variant Delta skyrocketing. Uh, since they've done all this stuff. They're even opening, without sneeze guards, buffets at, uh, you know, some of the the major casinos there, like Caesars and stuff. It's, you know, I can wait however long, but I can, you know, I can take a year off. I don't have to go to a lot of stuff. I am going to, well, I've been offered to go to the New Japan show to cover and photograph that. That's uh, more of the, localized California, you know, mostly those students, John Moxley, Good Brothers, and I think one other guy, those are going to be the only names because most of them are already, the rest of them are all going to be with the main New Japan guys in Japan itself on a a tour, but it's an outdoor show at the LA Coliseum at a smaller contained venue there outdoors. So I'm kind of ulcerating about whether I want to go and I'm kind of leaning towards not, you know?
1: Well, if you, if you do go, we could always do the, uh, Mike Lano okay. memorial show. So,
4: okay.
0: you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a we tradition here. We but well, we'll computer animate
4: you in future right.
0: <laughs> in future episodes. So we'll just have you in
4: there. Our guests from the East Coast, did anyone have the shows where the people stayed in the cars and you know, the wrestling rants all outdoors? We had them out here, like the Ventura County Fairgrounds. There,
2: there was one show that i i participated in late early last year uh a company by the name of titan championship wrestling had a drive-through show everybody stayed in their cars and it was like a drive-in movie they, they turned their uh their radio to to a certain station and they were able to hear the commentary and uh and watch the show you just drive up and and uh and watch the show which was pretty cool i had never seen a wrestling show like that
4: before then awesome that's awesome and it's Completely safe. You don't have to worry about any knucklehead. And how many knuckleheads do we have in pro wrestling? That's why any of this stuff, anything indoors with wrestling, for me. We, some, of the,
1: some of the fans haven't showered since COVID hit. Uh,
4: yeah. Remember Evan? Uh, Evan's favorites, the Weebles Wobbles twins that used to be at every got Cora Luzzo and Joel Goodhart, the predecessor to ECW show? They were at everything, every fan fest. Every Eddie Gilbert tribute weekend.
0: looked like the Maguires. <laughs> so so um uh 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 what I was also gonna say is is um uh do you think that that the WWE is ever gonna try to go back to more live shows? They've they've been so afraid to do anything on a large scale. Yet there's you're seeing baseball stadiums now starting to fill back up. We'll probably see full SummerSlam live? Well, Russ,
4: they're, they're going to SummerSlam will be in Vegas, they're yeah. On SmackDown, they're starting full filled venues, and SummerSlam is going to be in Vegas at the Raiders, the new Raiders uh, uh, stadium there, Allegiant Stadium, and it's going to be packed. So Do you think
0: they'll do any more of those like basic house shows? Because they stopped
4: doing those during a little <laughs> oh, bit.
0: Madison Square Garden had SmackDown in September. But those
1: yeah. are the biggest venues. Uh, they're doing
4: house about. shows too, uh, Russ. They're doing house shows. But right now, you know, they're trying to sell the TVs, which is crazy. Because why should you pay to go attend a TV taping uh, in all large venues, including, as Ev said, in September of the first week or first Friday of September, a SmackDown there at, the, at MSG. So they have all they're going back to the venues and they're already talking house shows the way AEW's beating them to the punch. And they're not. They're going to have not just pay-per-views and TV, but also house shows at regular venues. That's why they did that kiss-off show last Wednesday for AEW, a great uh, retrospective on the Daily's Place, because they're done with it. You know, now they're going out. And they already had. The place was full, even though I think it only seats about 5,500 or 5,300. And I only saw one mask in the whole audience of AEW. Just one mask. But
0: probably a
2: hundred title belts, a hundred uh, replica title belts. Yes. And it's interesting because uh, AEW is coming here to New York, and they're going to be in the uh, uh, the Arthur Ashe Tennis Stadium where the U.S. Open is, which has never been done before. So I, I can't imagine a tennis stadium. Usually you get these buildings with history of, you know, gore and blood and guts, like MSG, boxing has taken place there, legitimate fighting. Or another building, the Barclays Center, boxing and UFC have been there. But the tennis arena?
1: So Alfred, just- Alfred, last time I was there, Kevin Spacey did a show and he came out like a conquering hero. A year or two later, his whole career like was destroyed. I mean he came out like like he did a one man show, Clarence Darrow, and like thunderous applause, like like a hero. And, man, this it's a strange world we live in.
0: I he mean, needs like- to call Cosby's attorney.
1: Yeah, the the guy's barely working now. He, he just got one gig in like the past three
4: years. Yeah. Let's ask Alfred, so I can shut up. I know I'm a motor mouth now since I just woke up. What is going on with the Me Too movement in wrestling with, because you know, I, I know a ton of shit that went on in the 50s through the 70s with female wrestlers, one of which I have no problem saying. Penny Banner said that her husband really physically and mentally abused her. And that was that wrestler. Thankfully, I can't think of his name now because I don't want to say it over the air. But she had written about it in her own book, and uh, she couldn't wait to get away from him. You know, he's a famous mid-Atlantic wrestler, uh, and uh, you know, she told quite a few others. And she did it in a daytime panel and stuff like that, talking about being abused. Oh, she
1: dated Elvis. She should have married Elvis. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Where is where are we with that? Why did it just? You know, it was something for a couple of weeks and then nothing. And, you know, there's a lot more cases of that, you know, not beyond the Joey Ryans and all of that stuff. Uh, uh, Allegedly. Well, allegedly, although he's kind of admitted some of it and he sued some of the the main female that accused him and then he dropped his lawsuit. You know, had to drop it. Uh, Why? It's all
1: all allegedly. Sue Dr. Mike, not us. Uh, Yes, we'll preface
4: everything by allegedly. But why is the Me Too for women? It's just it's not moving. We're not going forward. Um, And and that's kind of troublesome for me because I know there's more cases out there. And and what about the arena rats? You know, the arena rats that were abused, they haven't even had their say yet. Alfred, did, 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 what what are your thoughts on that? You know, again, we can preface everything with Allegedly. Yes. We don't uh, I mean,
2: allegations are, 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 are tough because, you know, if it is true, then, you know, your career, you deserve to have your career over because, you know, nobody should go to work because technically that's what it is. You get a payday after a show. Nobody should go to do a job and have to come out of there, you know, abused in any type of format. And we live in a world now in 2021 where cancel culture is, uh, very prevalent. Even, even, even things that, that were acceptable 10 years ago, you say stuff like that today and, and a mob of people online will be ready to be like, ah, that guy should be canceled. So, you know, I, I, I feel that there's, there's no room in, in not just wrestling, but in any industry in the world, uh, you know, especially nowadays, you know, the world is more politically correct. Um, you know we should have a safe space for everybody not not you know it's it's nobody should made to be feel uncomfortable in a dressing room or even after a show nobody should get inappropriate text messages or unwanted solicited photos sent to them like it, it's just it's just unacceptable and and i i i I, simp- I my heart goes out to all the victims affected in that movement
1: i i find it ironic and and tragic that women, women will will come to the defense of Cosby, come to the the defense of Trump and go, all, all those women were gold diggers, bitches, hoes, liars. I'm like, like, there were 63 women. You're you're saying not one of those women were telling the truth, truth? There were 20 plus women with Trump. Nobody's telling the truth. I mean- you know, wouldn't you think women w- would understand this? I-, I mean I you know I, well, I don't get Cosby
0: it. Cosby was was found innocent because the the women were lying. Was because the prosecutor made a deal not to press charges against uh, Cosby, and so you know it didn't the the original the second prosecutor proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that these things actually happened, and that that. The truth of that has not been disproven. it's It was that he shouldn't have been charged in the first place, thanks to the sloppy uh, 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 work of the original prosecutor.
1: You could go right on YouTube. there's a video of Cosby on a late night talk show talking about Spanish fly and laughing about it.
4: Oh my God It's right on YouTube. Well, and in Trump's case, it, with the Billy Bush thing, they grab him by the pussy. Edition, that's on tape as well. That's you know just as damning, but with Cosby, at least. So how do or, women
1: defend these guys? Well, yet how they
4: about- do. It's Literally. it's amazing. You know
3: the Somewhere. the other the other thing that I think is going to be very crucial, and I know it doesn't have to do with wrestling, but uh, what happens with Trevor Bauer? Um, wow. you know, the, I heard about you that. Know, way, yeah. yeah, and does he start on Sunday? and you know i don't know what's worse what he did or that dodger fans that are trying to defend his actions and that well she asked for it and it's consensual and my my thing is you know we're not talking about an adult entertainer we're we're talking about an athlete and how can anyone take a child to a game and say yeah look at this guy pitching i mean so that that's another major thing. But yeah, it, it, it boggles the mind that, you know, when these things happen, you know, that they're defenders. I mean, I, I hope that uh Alicia Rashad gets removed from her position at Howard University. That just my jaw dropped when she did a, a statement supporting him. And see, as my brother said, he got off on a technicality, not you know, they, they screwed up. The prosecutors made a mistake.
1: I point out I point out hypocrisies on the right, the left—I don't care. Well, if you're talking about Howard University, they got millions in donations from Cosby. <laughs> Why don't they return the money too?
4: <laughs> but listen to the Bauer thing. Was that when he was still a Met? Didn't he uh, he shit on oh, the he Mets man with the Dodgers? Oh no, so yeah, this this, 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 thing,
2: this thing with the Dodgers was apparently uh, in April and May, two separate oh, yeah. incidents. But uh, yeah. his 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 attorney says that he has a uh, text message proof. That she that the young lady uh, asked uh, Trevor Bauer to do those things to her. So that that that's the that's the crazy thing it's oh, like, is like yeah she he. A
4: minor he, he, though, if she's a minor, it's immaterial if she asks. Oh no, no,
2: she, oh, she's not a minor, but uh, she's alleging she was assaulted. But apparently, uh, the attorney for Bauer says that uh, they have text message proof that she asked to be choked unconscious and all this other type of stuff. So if she asks for it and she's a consent, consenting adult and he simply obliged i don't really know if you can pin the guy to a cross and crucify him it's it's you know there's one thing to you know yes if there's consent
3: should he go to jail that's debatable does he have the moral turpitude to be a professional athlete i don't think so at least that's my opinion you know the big difference between going to jail and having the privilege of being a professional athlete that's you know my ever, since,
1: ever since Me Too started, I, I told Buddy to stop sending me those nude shots.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. they got to go somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> i got to do something with them. <laughs> <laughs> the porn sites have already said no thanks. That's they right. they want to start charging me to post those. So yeah. <laughs>
4: Why well, haven't we heard about that in rock, particularly with those groupies? some of the stuff if you've seen any of those uh, documentaries on, on the groupies and they say what they they did and you know that they, they just gave in and, and they were pressured and all that stuff I'm, I'm waiting for a lot of that stuff to come out i don't think there's been how many rock guys have there been it's mostly been comics like louis ck and uh aziz i'm sorry
2: well and, out, of, out of out of musicians uh r kelly was the one that was hit yeah. the hardest from uh from me too and about that that They did a whole 10-part t- t- uh, documentary series on his offenses. Bump and
1: Grind is still a great song, though.
2: <laughs> and, um, you know, Sacramento, we
3: have uh, our, our former mayor, um, Kevin Johnson, admitted to sleeping with a 15-year-old, yet he got elected mayor twice. And he um, gave it an out-of-court, a $250,000 out-of-court settlement. And uh, so it's, you know, I think he was very lucky he, he got out, you know, and they, his uh, wife was supposed to was on the shortlist for secretary of education that ended up going to DeVos. And they joked, wow, she would be the first person to uh, be married to a sexual predator and work for one.
4: Uh, yikes.
3: Let me what ask about you
4: guys- Giuliani, why didn't that actress in the, the Borat sequel Uh, She didn't ask him to to whip it out uh, laying on that bed. There should be charges to ruin Giuliani.
1: Giuliani's shot as it is. Yeah. He's he's, he's cooked. They just took away his uh, license.
3: Yeah, to practice in New York. Yep.
0: A little bit too late, if you ask me. He he had it probably maybe about 20 years too long, and he, he did plenty of damage with it while he was still, you know, practicing law, and, and, and Trump definitely uh, showed the, uh, the effects of it. You know, if he wanted to be elected president again, I don't think you want a guy like uh, Giuliani on your side. He you probably wouldn't be better off uh, uh, if Giuliani had worked for, uh, for, for Biden. I think he would have. Wound up. Oh,
4: all that great work he did for Trump, and he didn't get paid a dime.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> he looks like Giuliani at this point. He, yeah. could
1: be doing, he could be
4: doing
2: horror movies. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, mm-hmm. Alfred, Alfred, tell us about your show before it gets too late. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh which, which one? Which one? There's, there's multiple.
1: Okay, tell, tell us about your multiple shows. I know uh, about your hip hop show.
2: Yeah. So the the hip hop show uh, is called the Rap Lab. Um, myself and three of my and three other co hosts, we sit down. It's more of a history show. So uh, we'll take an event a significant hip hop event, like an award show, or we'll take an album and we'll break it down, discuss it, talk about its relevance, its importance to not only the hip hop world, but the world in general. Um, you know, just just go through history and, and review why it was impactful, why we like it, why we don't like it, if it's something we don't like. So various topics. Uh, we just actually came back from a convention, the Boardwalk Buds convention in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, it's funny we were talking about Young Rock earlier because I met Brett Azar out there who plays the Iron Sheik in that show, and uh, yeah, w- and we we did a live podcast. He's out great, there. by the way. He's he's fantastic. Fun- Sheik? Funny guy, and his Iron Sheik accent is spot on. So when Dr. Lano said that the show wasn't historically accurate, it kind of kind
4: of. Uh, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it, but it, it troubles me because I know Liam Mavria was not the greatest person, and uh ottawa's in contrast the daughter who's rock's mom but... we need
1: to get we need to get this episode to to the rock as fast as yeah. possible for him to trash leno we'll have a million viewers the episode yeah, I, love the, yeah.
4: I love the show i watched every episode of it i enjoyed it it's just some of the stuff maybe it's because you know like i said names like farmer boy epo people would say who but oh she had Rod- roddy piper and you know, Savage. You, and do you uh,
1: remember wrestler kamala lala it was a it was a copy of kamala kamala lala it wasn't why
4: it was kamala too
1: probably i don't know,
4: but, but, I was yeah. a
1: wrestler?
4: You know so i can discuss kendrick lamar with anybody but let's hear uh the, the, his other shows how many shows does he do
2: a week three uh just two and then the other one is uh so rap lab is just once a week and then uh bi-weekly i have the metropolitan report which is a uh i cover uh, everything new york mets so game recaps injury news uh trade rumors and all, all that good stuff so it's basically like you're listening to espn radio if you listen to that show and a uh, cool little factoid about that one i actually got a uh, pete alonso to record a drop and co-sign the show so that plays every show so real proud of that
4: Call What's me when the, the, the Mets take on uh, Bauer? Are they just laughing? You know, thank God we got rid of this guy. Well, uh, he, he well, well,
2: well, he never played for us. He was supposed to sign with us, but then he took the Dodgers offer, and Mets fans were mad because he posted pictures on his website of him in a Mets jersey, Photoshopped, and everybody thought he was coming here. Um, in retrospect, I'm glad we didn't get him. So, <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: then,
2: When the it, Giants come
0: to town, when the Giants come to New York, you can get me on your show because I'm always ready to talk San
2: Francisco Giants with you. <laughs> sure, so. I, it's funny you mentioned that I actually have tickets August twenty fourth. Uh, the the Giants come to town, and uh, your your San Francisco Giants are uh playing some good baseball. Anytime you could lead the NL West, that's a tough division to win. So Mm-mm. best division in for baseball for another show. But I I,
0: I, I can talk Giants uh,
2: as much as I can talk pro wrestling. My my brother knows all about that. So yeah. Shout out to Buster Posey. That man's having a career renaissance. Oh yeah, no, well, he's my favorite player. But uh, 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 Lano and
0: Ginsburg aren't exactly the biggest uh, baseball fans. So are yeah. you?
4: Kidding? I shot every Giants all three of their victory parades. I was part of the press. I got to be with the, the Giants at the third one. But if you look at the very first one, the victory party at City Hall, who's standing two feet right in front of? Uh, Uh, Tony Bennett when he's singing at the end that was me I was there for all of that stuff so no no a a ton of Giants games and since I live right by the Oakland Coliseum I was at a million A's games. so those are still my baseball teams but now that I'm stuck since I moved to Southern Cal I'm back with the Dodgers which is fine but I follow the Giants I still get the San Francisco Cron so I can read what's going on with the Giants what's going on with the A's the Niners and the well the Raiders what a turncoat don't get me started on the Raiders
2: no angels
1: I was at Shea for the uh, Bud Harrelson and uh, Pete Rose fight. Mm-hmm. That was wow. great. That was History. great. That was better than most of Mayweather's fights.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How come they didn't put that on free TV? I was waiting for Showtime to put the uh, Luke What's-His-Face Mayweather thing and it. That was it hasn't awful.
1: Been that was awful.
4: Logan Paul. <laughs> Paul. I can't keep track of the two Paul brothers. Two Paul idiots.
1: They're gonna they to need Paul Bearers if they get in the ring with Tyson. They they gotta be careful, I'm telling you.
2: It's funny you mentioned that. Logan Paul challenged Tyson to a fight. That's
1: what I'm saying. You know, Ty, Tyson will just snap on him. You know?
0: <laughs> well, that'll have to be another show for another time. Uh, Tyson, we're right
1: about Tyson in- will put his hand through the guy like Sonny Chiba used to do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the original hard punch, right? That's right. Something along those lines. Well, it's, we're right about at the end of the hour, guys. Um, how would fans get a hold of you, uh,
2: uh, Al, if they wanted to follow what you're doing? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, the handle is the same. It's refalstevens, ref underscore al underscore stevens, spelled with a V, not a PH. Mm-hmm.
1: And Great. Awesome. And shout and- out to Mark Madison from the Pro Wrestling Post. He's uh, been recovering from uh, serious illness and his mother-in-law died the other day. guy's had a rough
0: stretch. He so. is a friend of the show, absolutely. Mark Madison. Yeah. And uh, 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 Owen, you have anything you want to plug? No, actually, I do. It's not wrestling-related,
3: but uh, I have a band that I'm in. Um, it's called Hyper Child. And we will be playing our first gig up in beautiful uh, Lake Tahoe on uh, August 14th, Saturday. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it, so... What's the venue? Uh, where, where are you gonna be at? Uh, it's a location. It's a Sugar Pine. It's this neat little uh, campsite, kind of amphitheater. I'll, uh, you know, try to get some more details on it. But yeah, that's you know, I'm not a wrestler right now, and we're not not involved in you know wrestling right now. But yeah, we're we're playing. I'm bass player, and uh, we're gonna be playing on August fourteenth.
1: I have a I have one last question. Uh, this is for Owen and Alfred. Owen. How do you feel as a musician when old white guys go, there's been no good music since the Beatles, and Alfred, how do you feel when old white guys go, hip-hop is not music? Oh, my God, I want to put a gun to my head. (laughs) How do you guys
4: feel? We like hip-hop. Do you want
2: to go first? I'll go first, sure. Uh, that, that, That sentiment annoys me only because... If you look at the good, I'm not talking about like the these mumble rap guys, I can't stand that type of music, but you get good artists like a J. Cole, a Kendrick Lamar, and you break down their instrumentals and see what they sample. They're sampling actual music, like rock and roll records, old funk records. Uh, hip-hop in the 90s was primarily, especially on the West Coast, uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and all those guys, they sampled was George planned? Clinton. Yeah, George Clinton, like it was no tomorrow to the point that George Clinton actually appeared on actual songs with these guys sampling Isaac Hayes and all Kirby these old Hancock, funk soul yeah all these old James funk soul Brown,
1: Roger Troutman
2: and then and then I don't know um, if any of these people who critique this stuff uh, if they're familiar with how to make a hip hop instrumental that stuff back in those days wasn't easy using a TR808 machine or a synthesizer so you know and and a common thing that I've heard throughout my time doing music doing music media is that people, especially in the rock and roll, uh, 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 industry, they say that, Oh, rappers, they don't use instruments. So they're not true musicians, but being a rapper requires a completely different skill set That's still unique to music that like trying to keep a, a cadence and a flow over an instrumental is not the easiest thing in the world. So, and even producing a song is not the easiest thing in the world. And at the end of the day, they still have just like other genres of music, you still have to mix and master the record. Plus, so,
1: plus acts live acts like Public Enemy, Diggable Planets—they come out with live musicians,
2: live bands, yeah, live yeah. orchestra. Uh, it, it's 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 interesting you say that because I actually went to a Public Enemy concert and uh, and Chuck D and Flavor Flavor were there, and then you look in in the orchestra—they've got tubas and trombones and yeah. And a lot of, even the Roots, the, look at the Roots. The Roots are on Jimmy Fallon every night. And what are they doing? They're playing instruments in the background while Black Thought Raps go into commercial break. So there is instrument, there's greater, I feel there's greater instrumentation in uh, hip-hop than some other genres. So, and, I, and I'm not just strictly a hip-hop guy because I'm a I'm a known Frank Sinatra lover. I, I, he's my second favorite artist. So, you know, I I feel like that that when people say, oh, hip-hop's not music or... It's not good i, I feel like that's a, a very ignorant thought
1: there you go and There's oh some, and, it's been those
3: um, i like, I, so. I won't I, i'm a little bit sure i you know i'm kind of a person from the you know the late 60s 70s that's kind of my my type of music i would like to see more musicianship i you know i was just i i i, need, I think i need to look harder but god i was thrilled to see uh one of my favorite new acts is lizzo and i was just absolutely thrilled to see how great she was as a flute player and i would just i don't know i think auto-tune is awful i can't stand it and i would just like to see more music i think i would really like to see more musicianship but i, I appreciate what uh what you guys are saying i guess i need to look a little bit harder i guess it's out there it's just not being you know um billy eilish makes my skin crawl i think she's a no talent I think she's awful, but, you know, I wish they would highlight, you know, some more of the good musicianship out there, because I think that's really missing. And that's that that's my two
4: cents. Alfred, what's your thought on that? Because there's a lot of artists now copying her. And I go, oh, is that uh, Billie Eilish? No, it's it's a copycat doing this stuff that's so quiet. You know, w- what is with this thing? Everything behind it is fine. But... Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just something new, and and I we're gonna have to get used to it. What do you think, Alfred?
2: Probably just a, a new subgenre. Um, to answer Owen's question about instrumentation, this uh, MTV used to do a series called uh, Unplugged, where um, you know they would have an artist that instead of playing their instrumental backing tracks, they would perform, and a live band would play the instrumentals. I know they did one for Jay Z. They've done one for Nas and other artists, not just hip hop, but if you ever get a chance to YouTube it, you can just go to MTV Unplugged. I know Christina Aguilera had one as well.
0: My friends, uh, well,
2: jellyfish
0: were unplugged on. Mm,
2: did yeah, the, unplugged. the the MTV Unplugged series, all, all they had a, acoustic bands instead of uh, the actual inter- instrumentals played during the uh, the performance.
4: Clapton but, and Nirvana. and Clapton that one renovated his room was great. Yep. the Clapton one was great. So.
0: You well, see- we'll have to do a, a music show
4: one of these wait, days. Wait. What it's are nice. those? Are those action um, figures behind you? Wrestling action figures or yes? Figures?
2: No, uh, no wrestling action figures. I'm a I'm a I'm a memorabilia collector as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll have to get into that again. So hopefully next time. Love to have you on again for a third time, Al. You are I'd love a great to be guest, here. and and I'm glad to see you're recovering very well, you know, hopefully you'll make a very full recovery, and you can keep us in mind when you've got, you know, bigger shows that you're promoting uh, in uh, 2021 and
2: 2022. Absolutely. Thank you, and I hope to be back.
1: And we're glad that Mike isn't dead, because when he didn't show up, we were worried.
2: (laughs) Very good. All right, guys.
0: So we'll see everyone for next week. Thank you so much for being on the show this week, guys. Have a good weekend. Happy Fourth of July, Have everyone. Bye bye.